This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Hey, you guys, and what is up? Welcome back for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sydney, discussing the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves this week. And excuse me, y'all, if I sneeze or got a look. <laughs> I don't know what it is with this goddamn pollen, but your girl has been sneezing all morning and I cleaned my apartment from top to bottom so it's no dust but I'm just like this is this has to be the pollen because it's just not cute but I see y'all hear that other voice yes I have a guest um a longtime friend and also a reoccurring guest she's been on a few episodes we've talked our shit but I got Christina here with me say hi Christina Hi, how y'all doing? Hello. Yes. Um, I was reflecting earlier too. Me and Christina have known each other since second grade. So we pretty much locked in forever. Um, the only thing separating us at this point is death. And even then I would go to the other side and find her. But yeah. you guys, <laughs> we are back for another episode. Um, I got Christina here because you know what better person to have with me than to have my best friend getting ready to talk some shit. But in all seriousness, we are going to be talking about accountability as well as establishing boundaries with people and what that looks like, whether it be intimate or platonic relationships, because we are really at a stage in our lives where we are setting that foundation. Like, you know, I feel like when we were much younger as teenagers, it was a little bit harder to like establish boundaries and even know your own boundaries just based on you you trying to figure out yourself as well as the world around you but now that we are pretty much young adults coming into our own we know now what we like what we don't like what is annoying what triggers us and so forth but we will get all into that during this episode starting off with the very first segment we have fed up or up so for any new listeners out there this is basically like what gets under our skin from this previous week so you know christina not new so she should already be ready for this you want to start off yeah something that had me effed up this past week i'm trying to do better y'all about my life something that really had me tight is petty people Mm. Petty people find something to do Go find you a job, go read the Bible, do something. Find you something safe to do. Um, Because for me, I I feel like it takes so much more energy, like petty and unkind people to be unkind. Like Mm -hmm. you gotta go out of your way to expand the energy to be upset about something. That's not even that deep. Niggas is out here dying every day and you, you, you being petty for what? That had me messed up. This but too, what you just said about exerting energy to be petty, like you can conserve your energy to be nice or to not say anything and mind your business. So I don't understand when people go out of their way to be petty. I personally, I don't feel like I'm a petty person. Like it takes a lot for me. You're definitely not. <laughs> to really want to be petty. Like 
I just don't care. I'm gonna move on. I don't care. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I am. And it be messed up because people be caring a lot more. Like I feel like we care when it's like a healthy conversation and we'll get into mm-hmm. that stuff later but like if you can be an adult that's when we care or that's when I care yes. I can speak for myself but if you, yes but if you trying to be on that childish behavior keep it on the playground like I'm not gonna care I'm gonna just move on and then I'm never gonna look at you the same so and I and it's not so much I'm not gonna look at you the same but two I'm gonna address it there have been instances where people who want to be petty and they want to be like uh, I'm trying to think of a good example like when people are like oh you know well I didn't because it's been it's been a while since somebody has been like outwardly petty with me and I've like addressed it right there instead of just ignoring it (laughs) but I mean like I know in your situation, for example, Christina has been um, dealing with some petty people in her life, how somebody uh, kind of said, oh, made a snot remark about quietness and sounds. And Christina's like, interesting that you say that, considering the fact that I, when I require quietness or I require people to um, kind of respect my space and what I have going on, it's not it's not the same yeah it's not reciprocated it's not reciprocated and it's not even a thought and this is where we talk about like it it goes further than being empathetic because Mm -hmm. people say oh have empathy have empathy but it's also just like being you cannot be self-centered when you share spaces with people when you work with people when you interact with people on a regular day basis like yes Mm -hmm healthy to have some form of being self-centered and caring about yourself but it gets to the point where it's like you cannot do that and then expect other people to cater to your needs like if you're if you not respecting what I've already put in place or I feel like you're going out of your way to make snide remarks or to not um address current uh, concerns or things that I've put in place then it's like I'm not gonna do the same for you so I don't get that with people but people will go out of their way to be extra petty or like to pick at certain stuff like oh it's interesting how you decided to go do that and hang out with those people instead of call me so now I'm gonna go hang out with these other people and I call you and it's like okay who cares but you know what I'm gonna say too Cindy about that about people that be petty and my experience is actually quite the opposite they never be bold when they petty like oh, how, no. how you want to be petty and hella passive petty pettiness is passive aggressive <laughs> but then you don't want to what they say when I post up you don't want to come at like you cannot be thugging and being petty and then people confront you on it and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I have no idea. I'm so scared. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, nah, nah, sis, like, you know exactly what you was doing. You was out here thugging. So be a thug in real life in my face. I'm screaming. Nah, they never go do that. I feel like people you know, who very- are, are petty, it's very small and snot things that they try to, you know, go about. And if anything, it's just more of that, like, they're, they're going out of their way to be unkind. It's that yeah. unnecessariness to it. And like, it, none of this is called normal. for. If I did something you did not like, just address it. Don't go about trying to, again, do these little 
ingenuine things. And that makes too much sense, Sydney. Like, and, and what you also figure out is like, I feel like when people use the energy to be constantly petty, it's also like I've had to do more of the inner work and be like, okay, so this is not about me. This oh is no, more, they're projecting all the time. This is more so about you and whatever you have going on. And that's fine, but you don't have the right to give that to me and for me to make it mine, whatever you have going on. So that's how I've started to deal with it. And since I've been starting to look at look at it like that, Sydney, you know, that should be falling off my back. I'll be like, okay. I mean, as it should, because like, again, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with you. That's more so with the other person. And two, I'm the type of person, if you're not going to address anything with me head on, I'm gonna move right past it lit girl I want you to say like I need you to come to me and say hey Sydney when you did a b and c I felt like this yeah since I've already brought this to your attention like a do you agree or b like how do we compromise here if we're really supposed to be friends and that's and I agree and that hey the key word you said if we are friends so that's uh, yeah. girl that's something else or if you're just a, a genuine person like I don't know that's I feel like right. you don't have to yeah. be friends with people to still treat them as you would like to be treated that's very true Sydney you're right because like, I don't think you gotta do nothing like that you don't have to I agree like because even when I think about certain situations like and you know one situation in particular like even if the friendship is no longer there, I think what appalls me the most since I've been an adult is that people will still, like you said, not give bare minimum respect. Like you still have to be a decent human being. And even if you don't happen to learn from the interaction with one person, eventually life is going to bop you on the head. Like you're going to run into the wrong person who's really going to check you. And it's going to be like, and at when, that point in time, that's on you. That is your karma you. coming that's back to you. karma coming back because it's so like- You got to deal with that. What we say, God gonna keep repeating the same lesson until you ace the quiz. So if you keep failing the test, he gonna do it again. <laughs> that is very true. Um, I know one thing, this don't even have me fed up, but I heard this story and I had to share it because I was just like, this is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. But- um. I'm a fan of Horrible Decisions with Wheezy and Mandy. And I forgot which exact episode this was, but um, Wheezy was talking about like living bi-coastally, like traveling between New York and LA. And she was saying how randomly she was in some sort of Uber pool and there was another young man and they got to chat and just talking about some stuff because they happened to be going out that night. And so he said that he made money like I have never heard of anybody doing this if y'all know people that do this beat their ass but but basically (laughs) he was saying that um he had like a job but he had a lot of friends who worked in entertainment and nightlife out in LA and we all know on the coast it's a little bit more expensive to be out and like restaurants bars nightclubs yes it's gonna cost a little bit more unless you know somebody and then they can get you in that that sort of thing but basically most of his friends worked in that industry so a lot of times he would be comp and when I say comp I mean like if you were to come get a drink 
it's already taken care of or if he wanted to get a booth or go see a show or something of that nature it was already taken care of so what he would do is he would invite women out to go on dates to these places where he knew his friend would work and he would basically tell them like oh hey we're going to go Dutch. So if you all know what going Dutch means, that means you guys split the day and have like the cost. So if you go to a restaurant, wherever you just split it down the middle. So he was telling them, oh, we'll split this down the middle. And he was actually pocketing the money because it did not cost him anything. Oh, that's wild. Wild. That's the wildest broke nigga shit I have ever heard. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Sydney, what? Yeah, so like, say for instance, I ever, I mean, I doubt it. Like, uh, even on horrible decisions when they were talking about it, I don't think Wheezy knew the guy's name. Like, literally, this was somebody she just met in passing, but the story itself stuck out to me because I was like, That's what that is so wild. So he might be like, Oh, okay, shorty, like, you know, we can go out to this bar, we can go out to this club real quick. And by the end of the night, they'd be like, oh, okay, like I remember we talked about going Dutch, like how much do I owe you? And he might be like, Oh, it's just 50, like with the food and drinks, because mine costs this much too. And then he would just pocket it. So more of the story is don't ever go Dutch, which you know, I you know how me and you be <laughs> what is Dutch? What is that? Girl, <laughs> you girl, don't do that. And you know what? I can honestly say Pocketing. I'm I feel like I'm more so that way in the early stages of my relationship too. Oh, once yeah. I'm yeah, once I'm more established with somebody and we kind of have that rapport and stuff, I don't mind. Like, okay, we going out, I got drinks or we got this. But even then, most of the people I date, when I try to pay for stuff, they kind of like, oh, no. Like, no, don't do that. And that's the thing, Sydney. It's like, I feel like there's this misconception that women be like, do everything da, 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 da. and it's like no but in the early stages you're asking me out you're getting, courting oh, me you're, you're courting, courting me we're getting to know each other like why and then it'd be something as simple as like sis if y'all go somewhere and you eating a he can't pay for your cheeseburger bitch he can't pay for that like it'd be stuff like it's like i'm so tired of black twitter like they be arguing you would think they actually arguing over him taking you to a steakhouse no he took you to five guys and is asking you to go dutch that is that's very 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 true black twitter in (laughs) itself i feel like y'all literally have a ball of the same topics and every few weeks people go in and pull out a topic we've already discussed, whether it be buying a baby McDonald's, um, <laughs> flying somebody out, yeah. domestic violence. Like it literally be the same shit, just in 10 different scenarios. And every time I am always amused that it's like, you have the time to sit up and imagine this and you could not imagine anything else. Like how many times have you gotten on Twitter and somebody like, oh, imagine you out with your girl for her birthday and all her friends come and she expects you all to pay. Why are you imagining that scenario if you've never been in it? Who cares? Move on. And also like, like you said, why are you imagining it if you've never been? Like you said, grown men on the internet tweeting about foolishness. Go build a house. Bring back men building things and making money. We're going to war. send them somewhere but talking about some stock like you said why we always as a community talking about dumb shit can we talk about entrepreneurship can we talk about how y'all don't want to get vaccinated on year three of the pandemic can we talk about that 
nope y'all want to talk about flute out shut up screaming but you guys moving on to the main segment which is the make it make sense segment as we discussed before we are going to talk about accountability and setting boundaries with people um as I mentioned, you know, Christina and I are both in our mid-20s. A lady never tells her age, but we're both in our mid-20s. And so throughout this thing called life, we have come to experience a lot of situations where we've had to establish boundaries with people, as well as take accountability with how we go forth with setting these boundaries and even addressing it when somebody steps over that boundary. Um recently we've had more experiences with this coming to head and kind of tackling it head on but it's definitely something that is very common um thinking about when I was younger I feel like I've been a person that has pretty much had my boundaries set in stone but I wasn't always as well I wouldn't say I was always as vocal about it but Mm -hmm. I was definitely the type of person who would have set boundaries but then I was always trying to over explain in a way like well I said no because a b c d e f g instead of just being like well I said no because I said no that's Mm -hmm. all there is to it um but now I've gotten to the point of not over explaining myself and not even wanted to go there with people like once I said what I said that's it unless I really feel like you were gonna offer some sort of compromise or you're gonna bring me some new information Mm -hmm. about why maybe I should look differently at the boundary I set then no and even more so with accountability um when I was younger, taking accountability was hard for certain things because I am very much a person who I already know what the faults are in what I've done in most of my experiences. However, now that I can reflect back, I kind of see how I was at fault in different ways. Like for instance, um, with dating people, kind of being upset when that person didn't like live up to some standards that I set, but I realized by taking accountability on my part, like, oh, you put them on that pedestal for them to behave that way. They never verbally said or done anything where they told you they were sticking to being this person that you built up in your mind. And I mean, it took a while for that to like come about and even think more about it or even dating people and they be they're seeing other people and I'm not and I'm not aware of this but even coming back to be like hey we never had that conversation so why should I hold them at fault for like being who they were going to be essentially yeah Yeah. girl I would say from my end I am kind of just now starting to be firm in my boundaries Mm -hmm. I think especially in like my earlier 20s I was like not firm at all. I'm a very much a recovering people pleaser and I can say that now. However, a result of being recovering and past that, you're on the other side of the bridge where you're setting healthy boundaries, you're setting firm boundaries, is that sometimes a lot of relationships that you had when you were a people pleaser 
they're going to fade into the dark because now you're valuing yourself and you're setting firm boundaries. And for me, I've had to be okay with that and be okay with being like, okay, if I lose this person, this is not a reflection of me, but rather my new value of self, my Mm -hmm. self-growth. And every time I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? This situation ended because I set a firm boundary. Child, I was blessed with a new friendship, some new money or a new man, new nigga. Okay. (laughs) So what, what I learned was like, really set those boundaries because you be thinking in your head, oh, what is this person going to think X, Y, and Z? But then when you don't set those boundaries, you're feeling like, like you're abandoning yourself. Like the times I didn't set boundaries, mm-hmm. I was, I knew I was feeling uncomfortable. I knew people was playing in my face and I was letting yeah. them play in my face, but I was like, oh, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. No, you just are not at a place, Chris, where you felt like you could set those boundaries in a comfortable space. And be yeah. Okay. Um, and two, I feel like, one thing with, I feel like setting boundaries, like you said before, boundaries are basically established to protect yourself from being manipulated or taken advantage of. And they kind of, you kind of set them in place based on your own values, your yeah. self-worth and so forth. But an interesting thing that I can say about setting boundaries is that you set, I feel like you set boundaries based on the relationship as well that you have established like that's real yeah not not every I'm I would say like not not every relationship's boundaries are going to look the same or similar so for instance if I were to have a newer friend in my life who I'm just now getting to know we're hanging out more I might set a boundary for them don't blow up my phone even if you want to talk to me and Mm -hmm. I'm not responding don't just hit me up, hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. Like yeah. I get you wanting to hang out and I get you wanting to talk, but it's like, we're still in the process of getting to know each other. I want this to be more organic or just being clingy. Like I, that's a big boundary for me. Even when I really like people, I still am a person who wants time to myself. I want to be away. Like I am very introverted in the aspect of how I need to recharge. I need to recharge alone whereas say for instance you christina you can hit me up whenever even if you do blow me up like i'll come back to it but it's still you don't but it's still just like okay if christina's blowing me up it's obviously something serious she really does want to talk let me see if i can make time for this and go out of my way to chat with her whereas again with somebody who's newer who I don't really know I'm like what do you want why are you hitting me up like this girl or like another another good example that I feel like people never really talk about when we talk about things like boundaries and accountability Mm -hmm. or even like with family like boundaries you can set even with your parents because I feel like (laughs) you know they love you you love them but like a boundary I could I set usually with my parents is like okay if I know I'm about to go out I'm getting lit I'm doing whatever mama I can't be on the phone with you right now that's okay it don't mean I don't love you but I know that like I need to be getting ready to go to me that's like a not as serious boundary right but it's also like a my mama knows that I'm an adult now. <laughs> there are certain times that she can call me and we can talk and have a longer conversation. And then there are other times where we just can't. Um, yeah. And to me, like that's a boundary that I've been able to set as 
an adult more than I was able to as like a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be like a lot of times when people think about boundaries and girl, you know, I came prepared. I have the definition from Webster Dictionary for both terms. Okay, okay, okay. Go with it. People, Black Twitter, y'all be saying stuff, but don't know what it means. So I'm going to define it for you. Okay. Okay. Because you know, I got the little sources. So accountability, <laughs> it means the quality or state of being accountable, which was not very helpful. Then it said, especially an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's action. Um, and so, and then boundaries or boundary, um, something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent. So just wanted to define those two things. And I mean, they kind of play in two. They do one another when you are being held accountable for your own boundaries. That is your responsibility to address it or share it with people. Um, There have been situations that I've had with people where they they kind of spin the block on their boundaries. They don't exactly establish it right then and there, but then they'll come back later. Like, well, I already had this boundary set in place. How dare you overstep it? And it's like, girl, I never knew this was a thing. You kind of making this up at this point. You're saying this now because it appears that you're upset instead of, like or like have you ever had said it beforehand I guess oh I'm sorry um have you ever had a situation where like you were asserting your boundaries and instead Mm -hmm. of the person listening they responded with well you did this and this is my boundary like no 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 like I think another part of being accountable and setting boundaries is people have to be open to open dialogue hearing one person's side hearing the others and not trying to change each other's experiences. So yes. like, I know for me, a part of on my journey to developing strong boundaries, basically having to cut people off and being accountable for my own behavior has been, I can tell if someone really sees me for who I am and what mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell them and vice versa. When, if we have a conflict and I come to you and I tell you, this is how this made me feel. If mm-hmm. your first thing to do is gaslight me or say that I'm lying, it's a dub because it's like I'm not going to do that to you one but Mm -hmm. also it's like it can really invalidate the courage that that took that person to address something with you Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I think that like yeah girl this this is it shouldn't be that challenging but at the same time people are human and people gotta also think about like like I remember I was telling one of my other girlfriends like I feel like a lot of times people will project, which Mm -hmm. I don't care what nobody says. Projection is a part of being human in some capacity, like whether it's, yeah, it could be a healthy projection. It could be a negative projection, Mm -hmm. but it's important to be self-aware and know that it could be happening. And when people be lacking that self-awareness, you be like, like, you cannot be saying, you can't critique someone else and then not be open to critique of yourself. And mm-hmm. that's accountability. It know. is. Yeah. Like, mm. and I think too, when you take accountability for your own boundaries, like you make, you make your expectations very clear. Yeah. In that's a way, true. like you, you set in motion how people are going to treat you and the behavior you expect from them, as yeah. well as too, kind of the behavior you'll uphold. Cause have you met some people who try to set boundaries, but then they don't, they don't keep them up. Yeah. 
they don't keep them up or if you go about trying to establish a boundary they don't always like agree to it and it's like wait a minute like I know one one instance that I can share is funny enough I dated this guy Mm-hmm. and he would like he would do nice stuff for me it would be small stuff but like send me money for coffee send me flowers yeah. I appreciated it there was a point in time where he was coming to visit and hang out and mm-hmm. he just kept making these inclinations of wanting me to cook for him mm-hmm. yeah I like to cook I feel like cooking is a love language for me um I don't mind doing it but yeah it was the way he was going about it and so I let him know, like, like, I wouldn't mind cooking for you, but you trying to make this seem like this is something I'm going to do. Yeah. As opposed to something that I want to do for you. And own. I was even talking with him about that because he was like, well, you know, I've done nice things for you in the past. Why wouldn't you want to do something nice for me? Oh, Lord. And to me, I was like, okay, let me, maybe I hadn't established this here, (laughs) but we going to talk about this right now. But one of my boundaries with him and even just with people in general is do not go out of your way to do anything for me. If the expectation is I'm always reciprocate to do whatever you want to do. And that you're keeping tabs on the nice things that you're doing, because then it's like a it's no it's not genuine it's not exactly yeah exactly and I had this conversation with him and he he like understood it but he didn't get it all the way because he was like well like again I've gone out of my way for you to do what you like and to send you things that I feel like you'd appreciate and I'm like I get that and I'm thankful for it but at no point in time did I ask you to do this Mm -hmm. so why even try to establish that expectation in the relationship if that was something that I hadn't even requested beforehand like you say you want to do stuff that makes me happy and I'm telling you but again at the end of the day don't do that with the expectation that I'm gonna automatically just do whatever you asked of me yeah like especially especially like you said y'all were still dating like the girl the man I get and I get too Mm-hmm. you wanting me to do something nice for you but I mean I had other plans to do nice things for him but again on your own terms right like it, literally on my own terms it, and on my own time like why yeah. not let me come into that and I feel like it's more it's less because then that's how resentment forms so had you not stuck to your own boundaries right mm-hmm. you would have stayed in a situation been like okay whatever but then every time he did something for you you would be second guessing it, X, Y, and Z. And then every like, time- Like, what he about to ask me? What exactly, do he want? Exactly. Or every time you started to do something for him, he would be like, oh, well, this isn't good enough because I've done X, Y, and Z yep. <laughs> for Sydney. And so it's just like, it. then it becomes a mess. So that's really why sticking to those boundaries is really important. But I think something else about boundaries and accountability and stuff, it all goes back to like the big umbrella of- really having self-love like really spending enough time with yourself and saying what do I like what do I not like what do I value what do I not value because for me I know once I I was able to start forming better boundaries and better relationships when I poured more into myself because it's like I can't I can't 
know how I want people to treat me and discern what is the treatment that I don't like if I don't Mm -hmm. even know what I like and what I don't like if I don't even know who I am. So it's like it really goes back to that being uncomfortable and sitting with yourself and assessing what who I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like literally one other thing that was interesting, even when I was looking into the different types of boundaries and how you can go about establishing them, I liked how um, Psychology Central, they broke down five Mm -hmm. different types of boundaries. They broke down physical, sexual, intellectual, emotional, and financial. And I feel like those last three Mm -hmm. are boundaries that we don't talk about as much like physical for sure your privacy your personal space your body sexual intimacy again like comments things that people do that may make you uncomfortable that you just not okay with Mm -hmm. um but I feel like intellectual is something that people don't talk about often and that more so concerns your thoughts and beliefs and intellectual boundaries are more so when somebody dismisses your ideas or opinions Mm, which I felt like that's very different because there are a lot of times where people try to keep pressing you to have a certain opinion or to feel a certain way about something and I feel like I've talked about this on a podcast before because I am a person I'm not hard set in my beliefs like you can bring me information and I may change my mind further down the line but don't be pressing me like don't come to me about a relationship you have with somebody else and expect me to automatically see it from your viewpoint your eyes like yeah no give me time Uh, allow that boundary to still be in place and allow us to have a healthy relationship and I figure it out on my own it's nothing wrong with that and And even the financial one Mm -hmm. I'm big on a financial one I am not a person who gives people money no, because I feel like once you do that, you set in the place this expectation of always being that person they can go to when they need Literally financial help. And I don't even want to set that in motion with people. So I'm always like, it's not so much fuck you, but it's like if I can offer a resource to help you instead. So it instead of being like, oh, I need some money for a babysitter. Can you help me out? I'm down on my last. I'm gonna be like, well, I can't send you the money for the babysitter, but I'd be happy to watch the kids for like an mm-hmm. hour, two yeah. or four hours, whatever. Or I can't send you money for gas, but I can give you a ride. Like yeah, I will do those things to kind of make up for it. But in terms of money, I am nobody's personal bank. <laughs> no, for real, though. Yeah. And and these are like, you're right, Sydney. I haven't heard people talk about these type of boundaries enough. And these mm-hmm. are really important, too. Mm-hmm hmm because because even then what you're doing is like you're taking into account all of these different elements that make up you as a person and like you said going back to those values that you already have in place if you yeah. are a person that really ba- values your your belongings and you have nice stuff and you have nice purses and you have nice jewelry Mm-hmm. you're going to establish a boundary. Okay, I'm not letting my friends borrow said jewelry mm-hmm. or said purses. And that's okay because at the end of the day, it's yours. That's what you make a priority to. I agree. And there's nothing wrong with it. And that, mm-hmm. But people will make you feel bad for asserting. Um, now let's talk about that. Let's talk sure. about people making you feel bad Girl. about establishing 
your boundaries. Let me tell y'all some people will people are crazy. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, okay, I have a I have a situation, not gonna go into too much detail, but like the last fella or one of them or whatever I was dealing with, I remember my boundary that was very loose when I think back in retrospect. But honestly, I ended things with him in like January. Sydney, you remember. <laughs> and we didn't stop talking until not too long ago. Mm-hmm. If I tell you, please leave me alone. I won't hear from you no more. Go on about your business. <laughs> what he would do, y'all, is he would go away for a few weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And then he would come back. And it's like, I know the girlies be trying to normalize this toxic love and the culture, but that is a violation of boundaries. That is a clear violation of your boundaries. If you say, I don't want to proceed anymore with something, and a person blatantly ignores that, and then what he also did was he would make me feel bad about saying, I don't think this is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then would pull in all of these other examples of all of his friends struggle of relationships okay <laughs> <laughs> and be like they so-and-so is with so-and-so why you can't be why you can't hold me down craziness right um but the point is here that making you feel bad for me had me in a perpetual cycle of staying in something longer than mm-hmm. i really needed to it was the guilt it was the Oh, especially once you, once people like feel like they have shared a little bit of whatever they went through with you, you also have to make sure that you're not internalizing that. Um, It's not your responsibility to be someone's therapist or to feel bad for them. Mm -hmm. Um, You really have to prioritize yourself and your peace. And this hasn't just happened with men, but Mm -hmm. friends are a really good example too. Like a friend is going through something all you can do is really all you can do is support them as a friend, but it is not your responsibility to support them as a therapist, as a parent, mm-hmm. as God. Like you are not a support animal. You don't support dogs actually go to school and do all kinds of stuff. They reap benefits. You're reaping no benefits supporting. You're not, you're not reaping any fit benefits. Is <laughs> wearing down on you most importantly. Yes. Like, and they make you feel bad, girl. But it's like they, they make you feel bad. And at the end of the day, you can care about somebody and want more for them. But until they put those steps into progress to actually do that for themselves, yeah, what is there that you can do? You cannot up and just turn somebody's life around. You can offer them the resources <laughs> and the guidance, but you literally cannot do what needs to be done for it's them. too much. It, it, it is, okay, if it's too much for them, it's way too much. Because yeah, you already got your own issues you and your own problems. Own. <laughs> like, I don't want to... Take on I don't, too. Yeah, I don't want to take on your issues or your problems. And it's interesting that you brought up that situation because to me... He was overstepping that emotional boundary. You had already established your feelings Mm -hmm. and kind of said, you know, I want to take a break from this relationship. I'd like to step back. I feel overwhelmed. I just Mm -hmm. don't feel like this is going in the direction that I wanted to go. Let's take some time apart. But instead, him trying to keep coming back and trying to change your mind and like, well, you know, well, I feel like this, too. And maybe we should rethink it. And it's like, like, no, like even like y'all this negro remember it was flooding in st louis 
And he used, I hope your family doing okay. I'm going to pray for them in the floods in St. Louis. Boy, you are not getting back into my life. My mama hates you. The more of the screaming. <laughs> but the bigger thing is like, you're still being manipulative over something that a lot of people were affected by. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very, like, we're very blessed that we weren't directly impacted by the floods. But like, you texting me talking about that is still not an opportunity for you to come back into my life. And to me, that's manipulation of boundaries because had I not done the work mm-hmm. even four or five months ago, I would have responded, oh, thank you, da, 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 come back. No, no. Keep you were already down. over it. Yeah, already over it. And like, just seeing like, something else about boundaries too, y'all. Pay attention to how you feel. Not when you first set the boundary, but after you set it. Because when you first set a boundary, you can have some guilt. You could be like, I don't know if I did the right thing. A little shakiness. You know, a little shaky, right? But think about how your peace feels, even within like the next 24, 48 hours, the next week. Really reflect on, because that will tell you that you made the right decision. If the birds are chirping, if the sun is shining, if you are really at peace and it is quiet, you made the right decision. And I mean, too, it, 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 it goes more into the future that you want yeah. for yourself mm-hmm. by establishing this about boundary. Like, what do you gain from yeah. it? Do you gain a peace of mind? Do you gain some quiet time? Do you gain people respecting you more or people yeah. not being in your wallet? Like, what yeah. do you gain from this in the future? Which I think a lot of people don't tend to think of in the long run. Like you said, they think of that uncomfortableness that they have to sit with. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I think too, it's hard as black women, um, to really have very strong boundaries because there are so many people reliant upon us for so many different things, whether it be our families, our jobs, our colleagues, if you're in college, your, um, your classmates, your professors, like it's so much, but at the end of the day, you have to really think about you. Like, how am I setting myself up? for personal and professional growth yeah and and is it taking too much for me I like to say Sydney especially as black women because it's like there's so much on you on a regular day basis and the world doesn't first of all especially when we even talk about the professional space right we can use that as an example the world sees us as workhorses so it's mm-hmm. like you have to set boundaries even in your work-life balance like some of my coworkers, they be working until seven. But for me, it's like, I know that if I'm clocking in at nine and the option is we finish at five, like I really need to stick to that. Yes. There's no debate about that, you know, like, because it's like, come on, like. <laughs> or even then, like yeah. my weekends are my weekends. I can my understand if I have a big campaign coming up or a big launch or an event yeah. that is taking place over a weekend that I have to keep an eye out for. But yeah. for me to have to be on call 25, 8, not even 24, 7, no, nah, that's not something yeah. that I am going to allow because my boundary is I am a salaried employee. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to do my salaried hours. If y'all not go pay me extra, what you mean I gotta like that's enough because and that's the thing people will work you as much as you allow and so again it's like you people go do what what you allow to they gonna do what you allow until you say no or you speak up for yourself 
or push and, and what i and what i will say too as well y'all the times where i have let it go i have let the shenanigans go on a little too long and i was like oh i'm being nice i'm you know x y and z when i finally stood up for myself people found things safe to do they did some they did other things and that's that's why it's very important to stick up for yourself assert those boundaries and try to like not be in your head too much about the reaction like when you set a yeah. boundary don't think about the other person's reaction think about you prioritize yourself because mm -hmm. if you think about i don't know how this person is going to react you're gonna keep letting them play in your face and walk all over you um because there's always going to be a reaction that may not be the best because people are human right you have reactions yeah. that aren't the best so it's just like but it's about like we said really prioritizing yourself and your peace because people will play games and okay and another thing we in a recession five million diseases polio on the way back girl you better you better set them boundaries today yeah so i would say our major takeaways from setting boundaries um i know we didn't go into being accountable as much but it's still it's it's, know, right? it's a small piece of the pie <laughs> essentially is. in setting your own boundaries but one when you set your own boundary hold yourself accountable to be committed to seeing it through and bringing it back up when you see people overstepping it um if you do really care about people and you feel like your boundary is a little too hard ed or a little too hard cutting decide yeah. if the boundary is negotiable and yeah. if then what exactly are you negotiating and what do you get out of it um mm -hmm. and most importantly accept that some people will not respect your boundaries no matter what you do and that's okay you don't okay. you just don't want them to be in your life or yeah. you're gonna have minimal to no um interactions yeah. with them mm -hmm. yeah and that's really what it boils down to and and don't allow their reactions or disrespect to change you at your core because that's something very important too like i know i've been in a few situations where i almost almost let the situation change me as a person however it's like you don't have to do that you can allow people to stay where they had you messed up at and move on with your life and that's really just or that's the tea that's really it or fucked up whatever whatever you want to say wherever they had you messed up at Lead ass there. Pretty much. And I'm going to give you a great example of somebody who got their ass left. Uh, moving on to the very last segment of the show, we have You Are Drove. So for all my non-St. <laughs> Louisans, uh, just a disclaimer that drove is St. Louis slang. Um, it basically means when you thought something was going to work out in your favor and it just did not. But you guys, I'm tired of seeing this. I've been seeing it everywhere. But Irv Gotti. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys <laughs> saw his drink champs rant about Ashanti, but it's so telling and I've never understood oh, men or women who do these sort of things with people yeah. who want nothing to do with them or who have never even spoken about them. Yeah. But basically the music producer discussed his relationship with the singer 20 years after it ended. So just to put it into perspective, I'm 26. Yeah. This is my whole lifetime of them not being together. So she, he should have he should have moved past it. But you guys, he was on the Drink Tramps podcast. And you know, Drink Tramps, they've had pretty much everybody 
in the entertainment industry, Patti LaBelle, Snoop Dogg, um, Kanye, they've had pretty much everybody, but Irv Gotti, uh, the founder and CEO of Murder Inc. made his appearance and talked about his relationship with Ashanti. And even then, he basically went into detail about this story of how he discovered Ashanti and Nelly were a couple. And even though the relationship between him and Ashanti no longer exists, it still upset him. And it was so and crazy. Been together for years, right? Literally, like one. I don't even think people knew that they had had any sort of relationship before I mean, then. But it's still just kind of like one, it shows that he stepped out of line mm-hmm. as a producer because one, Ashanti was signed to that label. So she was his artist. Um, but it kind of just shows like how he's still not over it. And even recently, Ja Rule made it clear that he didn't agree with his comments about Ashanti. Um, what were his he, comments, Sydney? What exactly did he say? So basically on the show, what he was saying, let me see if I can find the full transcript, Lord. I just knew that he was trying to talk about it like they were in love. That's all I kept seeing. So that's what it was. I don't want to put any words into his mouth. But mm-hmm. let me see if I can find exactly what he said. Especially if Ja Rule is like, no. What do you, I wonder what he said. Leave this lady alone. Girl. <laughs> Girl. She's living her best life. Every time I see Ashanti, she be looking good, honey. Stressed. She always looks she gorgeous. Always yeah. And she just be very peaceful. Like, why? Let me see. I'm trying to find these exact comments. I cannot believe it's almost September. I can't either. But basically, <laughs> Lord, I didn't take a break. I, I was okay. trying to find the information. <laughs> but basically, on the show, he went into detail about how he and Ashanti had previously had a relationship at that point in time when she was signed to mm. the label and when she made her debut with Nelly at, I believe, a lakers game or some sort of basketball game he was so caught off guard and felt that she had broken his heart essentially by stepping out of their relationship with somebody new but i believe at the time he was married married. like he had a wife and (laughs) it further gets crazy because he tried to then go on to defend why he refuses to give Ashanti his her masters because that's a whole nother issue considering he was the founder of the label so he essentially owns her masters um but yeah he even said you know artists have a way of getting money rule makes a lot of money doing shows Ashanti makes a lot of money doing shows so what's left to the guy who was the record label who helped them make the record how I make money out of this is the master. So how am I supposed to feel when you want to remove that aspect? But it's like, That's sir. Her, it's still hers. Like It's her voice. It's her sound. Nobody could make that but herself. So to essentially take this away from her, I feel like you're just trying to be vindictive yeah. and evil. Because again, you talk about this after you talk about how y'all split up and she broke your heart. 
and all this other crazy stuff. And it's even more interesting that Ashanti has never once spoken about Irv Gotti in that life. Like what she said. No, I don't think anybody knew that they had any sort of dealings with each other behind closed doors. So to me, it just makes him seem like a sad excuse for a man. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, you're not even going to leave her alone, one. And then two, like you said, business and whatever y'all did romantically are still two separate things. Like, you shouldn't be holding on to her masters because you upset. Like, people are just miserable. He's miserable. That's why he keeps talking about her, literally. Meanwhile, she's moved on with her life. She's moved on with her life. And even then for him to bring this up, like, I could even see it making a little bit more sense had Ashanti and Nelly still been a thing. Like, okay, if they're still married. But yes, like... (laughs) Niggas. I hate that. I'm like, like, how many boyfriends was Nelly and Irv Gotti ago for Ashanti? Both of them were a reasonable enough amount of time ago. Again, Irv said their relationship was over 20 years ago. So why is he talking about her? That's how niggas be, though. You, you miserable miserable like and this is another back to boundaries set that boundary and leave that nigga where he at because when you gonna be on CNN, cnn he gonna be telling his kids oh yeah i used to know her back in the day no you didn't you don't know me <laughs> I, it, it, goes, girl. it goes for men and women when things don't work out with people move on like it didn't work out for a reason not to say it has anything to do with you but you don't need to project that onto anybody else move on find somebody else it's somebody else out there i promise you it's the ego thing lauren london was talking about like people feel like they possess people instead of experiencing them and it's like like you said if if you see someone and you got to experience them that's great but move on they're not yours you do not possess people so don't but you guys that is it for this week's episode it was so much fun having christina on and us chatting about Mm -hmm. setting boundaries and you know kind of being true to ourselves and seeing our own value and our own worth and you know what ashanti is somebody who we could probably take some pointers from because she still ain't saying shit and i (laughs) doubt she'll say anything she's probably not gonna say nothing if anything send that uh defamation (laughs) (laughs) please (laughs) please but you guys that is it talk to you later Bye. bye Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.